Great to be with you, Tim. Thanks. A heck of a way to bring you on there, that guy taking a shot at you like that. How do, how do you respond? Well, listen, he's all, all he has left is trying to take shots. Look, the Constitution is clear that uh, the time, place, and manner of elections are left to the states, not to the federal government. And I've been working hard and fighting against a federal takeover of the election system. Uh, the Democrats have been pushing H.R. 1, H.R. 4, other uh, legislative actions such as that to take over federally the elections of the individual states. And I have been right in the trenches fighting for over two years now against that. You would think Brad Raffensperger would understand that elections by the Constitution are left to the states, not to the federal government. And as far as uh, you know, my, my own district, listen, I have called for an audit of every single county and, and precinct in the state, including uh, every county and precinct in the 10th district. Uh, our elections in the 10th district were no different than they have been in every election since I've been here, about 63%. But I am more than open and welcome to any audit and investigation of the elections here. And for him to uh, make an allegation otherwise is just absolutely laughable. It's false. It's erroneous. Um, he has done a dismal job at protecting our elections, and he needs to be replaced. All right, we'll talk about that dismal job, so-called, in a minute. Get back to Secretary Raffensperger and your race. But I want to focus, you've just brought this up, the two bills in Congress, uh, the, the H.R. 1, H.R. 4, I think is the other, that deal with what you and I would say is federalizing what are constitutionally supposed to be, designed to be, state and local elections. Elaborate on that, though. How would uh, either or both of those bills, how would they, quote-unquote, federalize state and local elections? What are the mechanics here? Well, it would trample states' rights to uh, legislate the uh, processes of their own election uh, standard. For example, it would require every state to send out ballots to everyone on their voter registration file uh, with no voter identification associated with that. It uh, requires uh, states to have drop-off boxes and uh, legalizing ballot harvesting. These type of things, and and why in the world would the federal government do such a thing? Uh, it's it, the, these bills are horrible bills, uh, and it, they totally trample the right of states to do their own. It would require states to do certain things in the election process, and none of it is securing the election. It all just uh, opens it up for all sorts of potential fraud and and uh, horrible activities. And look, I mean. At the, the, the heart of it all, uh, Tim, we are a country is based upon the consent of the governed, and if ever the consent of the governed as expressed primarily at the ballot box, if that is ever compromised or violated, we are in serious trouble. No, we but- have got to protect the sacredness of the ballot box. Now, let's talk, Congressman Heiss. one, HR four, don't do so. Uh, let's talk, Congressman Heiss, about a couple of the bullet points you just raised there: voter ID, ballot harvesting, uh, Secretary of State Raffensperger uh, demanding voter ID, and then now we have it uh, as a part of Georgia's election legislation. And he is launching just this week an investigation into allegations of ballot harvesting, evidently some new video that has popped up that purports to show it in Georgia. Could it not be argued, and he certainly will himself argue, that he's moving on those two issues? He's not initiating the investigation. The investigation has come from other third-party groups that have put together the information, the evidence, including the videos. Videos, by the way, that came from cameras belonging to the Secretary of State. Uh, Raffensperger has been fighting every attempt to 
uh, have investigations for an entire year. And now we're over a year later, and he's finally walking around, beating himself on the chest, acting as though he's some sort of champion for election integrity, uh, when he was not a champion for voter identification or investigation of all sorts of allegations over this past year. And uh, to try to pretend otherwise is uh, is erroneous. Uh, you mentioned the drop boxes as well. Uh, Georgia State Senator running for lieutenant governor. In fact, we just spoke with him yesterday, the day before. Uh, Republican Senator Butch Miller is is pushing legislation that would eliminate all of those ballot drop boxes that were given to us by Governor Brian Kemp, who, who enabled them as a pandemic measure, and the legislature, Senate Bill 202, that now requires them in Georgia. Would you go as far as Senator Miller wants to go and eliminate them altogether? Yeah, I mean, understand the Secretary of State's office is not a legislative branch, so I don't have any, would not have any legislative authority in that position. But uh, in principle, yes, I, I don't believe we need drop boxes. Uh, and now, by law, they're actually placed inside precincts uh, where they are monitored. So that you know, there's some good steps in that direction. But if a person is going inside a drop off, uh, inside a precinct to drop off a ballot, they just as well vote while they're there. I don't uh, see any point for the uh, uh, drop-off boxes. They were a major problem last election, uh, as the video evidence you just referenced indicates, and there uh, is a lot more evidence coming forward that they were problematic. Uh, listen, we've got to protect the sacredness of the votes, and uh, and anything that can be done to do so uh, is helpful. Congressman Jody Heiss with us again, a candidate, Republican candidate for Secretary of State. I have talked about those two pieces of election reform legislation, uh, efforts at the federal level to deal with elections. Uh, for the moment, I held up, standing in the door, if you will, are a couple of Democrat senators uh, over on the Senate side of things, Manchin and Sinema, Joe Manchin, West Virginia, Kristen Sinema, I think it is, from Arizona. Similarly, I held up the Build Back Better bill. Uh, is that where we are now in Congress? Uh, the House, I don't mean to make you folks sound irrelevant, but it sounds like the deciders, if you will, are these two Democrat senators. Yeah, in many ways, that is a, the reality of what we're dealing with right here. And, you know, the Senate basically is evenly divided uh, with the uh, divide, the uh, break of the tie going to Kamala Harris. But there are those couple of uh, Democratic senators right now who are holding the line on, on issues like uh, changing the filibuster and and massive uh, spending in the so-called Build Back Better program. So, yeah, it really is a pretty fascinating scenario that we're facing right now that pretty much all advancement of legislation ultimately is resting, it seems, on the shoulders of those two Democrats. Yeah, win, lose, or draw in this uh, Republican primary for Secretary of State going to be held in March, candidate qualifying in May, candidate qualifying it is in March. Uh, at the end of the year, you're leaving the House, got elected back in 2014, been there ever since. Uh, thoughts on that? I don't mean to get around to the legacy part, we'll get to that later, but I mean, as you're sitting here now thinking about the fact that yeah, I'm only a congressman for a few more months, what are you thinking about? Well, listen, it's been the greatest honor of my life to represent the people of the 10th District of Georgia. Uh, I still pinch myself on a regular basis that I've had and continue to have the incredible honor of serving here in Washington, D.C. At the same time, Tim, I don't believe that uh, it, it, the intent of our founders were for people to come to Washington and stay forever, uh, has come to and serve uh, the people that elected you and uh, do so for a period of time and then 
uh, go back. And, uh, you know, so I've been honored. There will be tremendous uh, things here that I will miss. There's no question about that. But I, I do believe it's time to allow someone else to take the baton and represent the 10th District. Uh, you think that person, and I know this requires some speculation on your part, you think that person, uh, a Republican presumably, is going to be a part of a GOP majority in 2023? Oh, I really do. I mean, you look at what's happened in the past year under the Biden administration. I mean, it's one crisis after another, after another, after another. Uh, we've gone from being energy independent to now dependent upon other countries. Uh, we've got the Afghan uh, disaster, the border disaster, inflation, econ- economy, uh, the pandemic, uh, now Russia. Uh, I mean, it's just been one horrible thing after another, and the people of the United States are fed up with it, quite frankly. And I believe uh, there's going to be a, an enormous red wave across the, the country as people just reject the socialistic ideology and the failed policies of this current administration. Congressman Jody Heiss, Republican candidate for Secretary of State. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Tim.